Hi, this is Madeline, a.k.a. Groisha, founder of Growing With The Seasons. Our new voice, Season 1, is the foundation of the intergenerational conversation. It's been in my heart to do. We need more mirrors and voices to inspire our choices. For in the reflection of each other, we all grow wiser. I know I have. To learn more or get involved in this and other co-creations and conversations, check out the website, gwtsfamily.com. We offer many ways to help you groom your authentic expression. Here we grow. Hello. Welcome again to Our New Voice. We're on episode three, season two. And we're in the living room with Cole and Faith. And Miles and I are going to talk with them about their relationship and what they're learning. See if we can't get smarter from the youth. You know, they come as our teachers. And this one here, he's always been the smart one. You know, he's always paying attention. So we'll see. So welcome, Cole. Welcome, Faith. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Nice. We're excited to learn more about you. So hi, Miles. Hello, everyone. Do you want to ask um, them the first question? About the gender roles? No, how long they've been together. Oh. How long have you guys been <laughs> together? Um, what? Um, I think two and a half years. A little a little shorter, two and a half years. Next a little bit month. Under. Next yeah. month will wow. be two and a half. So you've seen each other through some changes. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to see when you're around the person constantly. It doesn't seem like a drastic change, but I guess if you put pictures side by side, there'd be some differences. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you talking physical? Physical, but I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess below that, like more internal would be harder to notice, but without, without like, you know, serious reflection. Yeah, it's sometimes like I think of it a little bit, like sometimes I'd be like, oh, and that's really it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> well, how how do you feel like you've changed from being in a relationship? Like, what did you notice changed about you being in a long-term relationship? You're trying to pass the mic to me? I don't know. I <laughs> well, I mean, I know that, yeah, because, I mean, like you said, you guys have been doing this for a while, so you've been changing slowly together. You both seemingly a lot more confident, but, I mean... What is it like to be in a relationship as opposed to being by yourself? Have you just been in the relationship so long that you don't even know, you don't even remember? I guess it offers like a sense of security, you know, like even socially, like going out and, uh, you know, meeting people. You don't have to worry about, you know, the stressors of dating. And that way I kind of am able to like, you know, focus on everything else besides that, because I know I have, you know, this perfect person locked down already. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it's definitely like less of a worry. I mean, like, even, like, socially in school, in the beginning, I didn't really, like, worry about, like, making friends too much or, like, heavily stressing on my social life because, granted, I came with a friend from school, but I also had Cole, like, an hour away, and I was, like, I have this person that I can always lean back on. Granted, like, I'm not going to just neglect friendships. Like, I've made quite a bit of, like, friends at school, but I just, it's, it's nice to have that sense of, like, there's someone always there. So then you both liked that idea. You both were into that when you started to date. Even I remember just enjoying each other's company and getting to know yourself and another person. Yeah. Well, I don't think it was like a a driving reason. Like it wasn't something I was like going into being like, this is perfect. This works out. But I think it kind of revealed itself 
with the relationship and it definitely uh was a benefit it was like a plus yeah i agree because i feel like a lot of the times we do nothing but it's always a f like fun i don't know you just like having each other's company yeah, yeah there's just comfort in you know being able to hang out and kind of just decompress okay and how did your relationship change since school happened did it strengthen it or did it uh i think it's challenging i think it's uh what do you mean by school i guess that they're in college, college. yeah college. college that's what i figured um the distance was different because even in summer times and when we were dating in high school we would be able to hang out so frequently it would be like every day of the week or at least the majority of the week and now we see each other like once a week and we'll take trains which is we're really lucky with that which is good but uh i honestly i, I don't mind it i think you know it's still it gives enough time for each other to kind of be able to go out into college like socially and kind of explore ourselves without having to you know, bring this other person along because that's, you know, I think it's important for individuality to be kind of like blossoming. But it also gives that, you know, relief when you get to see each other. It's like after a long week, you get to just like finally see this person that you enjoy hanging out with so much. And it's like a definite thing where it's like it's kind of guaranteed to happen. And I think that's been really nice. And uh, yeah, it's fun. And I get to go into the city and visit her. So that's a, it's a good excuse. Yeah. And I like, I like going back and like, seeing all his friends and meeting all his friends and sort of it kind of gives us like both the ability to live like two different lives per se i don't have a college campus at all i get to experience a college campus he gets to go into the city mm -hmm. which i'm sure he likes i love the city but it gives cool. it gives us like just enough time to miss one another and like if we have anything that like arises that like maybe we see an issue between the two of us like maybe it'll give us like time to cool off before we see each other next because like back home when we would see each other every single day if we had an issue it would be like oh like when am i going to see you next but we know every week we're seeing each other on wednesday so we mm -hmm. work our shit out before then yeah basically <laughs> oh so you don't want to you don't want to have a problem when you visit so you try to work out whatever's yeah, going you can't, on you can't ruin the one day that you visit yeah exactly oh, that's bummer. good that's genius that's smart i mean granted we don't really have like many issues at all yeah, we don't we don't argue. we don't really argue. Everything will like diffuse in like within like an hour phone call, but like Do you think it's you know? because you connect and tell each other what is going on that it diffuses? Yeah, I think if you're honest about it, like it's easy to like work things out because if you're like not if you're like withholding information, the other person can't see the picture fully and try to work it out. So is there anything that you learned about yourself? by being in a relationship that you didn't know about yourself? Like from the things that that person told you? Like, did you learn like, oh, I must, I'm like this. I'm, this person tells me I'm like this. Like that you didn't know before or anything that you realized about yourself from being in a relationship? Um, I oh. grind my teeth when I sleep. Yeah, that's infuriating. <laughs> it's really, really bad. Um, so bad. It's really loud. It sounds dangerous. It's at that level. <laughs> No, like it's, it sounds like someone is literally has a file and it's just dragging <laughs> it. It's insane. It's so bad. I'm surprised she still has teeth. Cause she's like, oh yeah, I, I've, I've been grinding my teeth forever. Like I thought it stopped, but apparently not. 
No, but one thing I learned about myself is, I mean, before I was dating, I was a very social person. Like I would take every opportune moment to like make plans or go out, hang out with friends. I, I mean, you guys would know. I was never really around towards like the end of my high school years. But I think I found out that I'm definitely a person who needs uh, a good amount of like alone time or at least like a little bit of like solitude to calm down or to like do my own thing or even just to do nothing. I run like a social battery and having that alone time kind of recharges it and uh, then I'm able to kind of go out. Otherwise, I get like burnt out and then I'll get, you know, irritated or I'll get uh, annoyed. That's just so unlike me. I know you're mm-hmm. nodding your head. <laughs> there were some times when you were suffering from FOMO socially that you got annoyed when you came. Yeah, but that's even different now. Like sometimes I'll, I won't go out just because I want to be alone. Like it's, it's weird. I think I just kind of blossomed into a, uh, a person who values like solidarity or not solidarity, but like solitude, solitude. Yeah. So that's something I noticed about myself because I would get like kind of burnt out after, you know, spending more than like four days back to back hanging out with like faith or even with anyone. And then I would need that, that day alone just to like, you know, be, with myself like be just by myself doing my own thing reading or even just like watching tv playing video games or doing homework anything that kind of involves only me is something that i can kind of like recharge with and then i'm able to like spring out of that into uh another situation but i'm able to like bring a full like tank of gas almost Mm -hmm. Have any thoughts about that, Miles? You have any reflections? Um, yeah, I can definitely, I can definitely understand that. I, I do more. I'm more solitude than going out. Like you did go out a lot, and I was like, I was amazed at how much you used to go out because I didn't. I never really wanted to. I guess I did want to go out when I was a kid, but not, not to uh, anywhere crazy. Like we would walk around the lake or just go places and then end up just sitting over at somebody else's house rather than sitting at my house. So it wasn't like we did a lot of uh, things, but, um, but I enjoyed being, being home reading all the time. Like I would read in my room and stuff and, and, uh, yeah. So I, I, I was definitely the same way. Yeah, believe it or not, me too. I don't want to paint any uh, incorrect pictures. I definitely only went out to sit at someone else's house. That was like <laughs> that's like the only thing I do. We would either sit down here and watch TV, or we'd go to someone else's house and watch TV. I mean, sometimes we'd like go to the odd abandoned building, but like that was uh, you just summarized pretty much the uh, the modern hangout. You know what it would be. My friend would show up, like when this is high school, my friend would show up and he'd be like, come out and go, what are, where are we going? What do you want to do? I'm going to go to the deli, get some bucks. Like we get, go, and then that meant we walked for the, the three or four miles down the road, down, through the woods, down to the railroad tracks, and all the way to like the one deli that was open that, that was there, and then bought cigarettes <laughs> and then walked back. And then that was like half the, well, I don't know, it was, it was a good portion of the day. And then we sometimes we'd hitchhike <laughs> on the way back. That's funny. Because you see the same pe- like people, going, it's just people from the neighborhood going up there. Or, or, so we would hitchhike, yep. 
Oh. And then when I go to work, I'd walk down. I would do the same thing. Walk through the woods, go down to the, to work. The same, the same I, route. Yeah, I was across the street from that deli. <laughs> no, actually, no. The deli was at the railroad tracks, but like it was a little bit further down the railroad tracks. Convenient. <laughs> so then, that way that you are Coley to uh, how you've learned that you actually refill yourself when you're in solitude to go out and be social. That's pretty cool. That sounds like a great like awareness to understand how you like regulate yourself. What about for you? Are you somebody who likes time alone to fuel up, or how do you get fueled? Um, I don't know. It depends. I always thought that I like introvertedly fueled up, but I find myself to be a mix of both because I feel like after like a week of solitude or like just working hard, I'm like I need to go out to reward myself for like another week. Like oh, like I want to like stay in and read and watch a movie. So it really just depends on like how I'm feeling. For the most part, but I have noticed that like I have a tendency to always want to be doing something like I, I have to be doing something. I would like go over to his place like the first couple weeks that like we were at college and like he he like sleeps in, which is like fine. I would be up at like nine. It would bother him so much. And I'd be like, we need to do something. Let's do something today. What are we doing? Let's go on a walk. And he's like, no, like we can actually rest. And like it's taken me like or <laughs> rest. It's taking me I to- I swear work. they're part sloth. I'm telling you, <laughs> the cynical are for sure part sloth. That's unfair. We had we have one day off of the week. I have one day off of the week, so does she. That yeah. should be the rest day. That's <laughs> that's the day where you sleep in till like twelve o'clock and you eat like you eat at you eat breakfast at one. Yeah, to be fair, it like should be the rest day because every other day I do have something going on, but I like never took it as that. And like now I, I find myself more comfortable and like okay with doing nothing because this used to be like a huge issue. Like not doing something was like a big issue. Talked to my therapist about that. But like now I find myself like hey, it's okay to do like nothing sometimes. Like it's rewarding, it's comforting. So that's what I've learned. I'm a prophet of nothing. <laughs> Basically. I, I have a lot of value in it. So is that a P-O-N? Yeah. Of nothing. I'm gonna a, a nothing apologist. Two letters after your name: Cole Mitchell Thompson, P.O.N. Yeah. <laughs> Zero profit. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was I was working at Sears, and then working at Action Park in the summer. But I worked Sears throughout the year. But I worked like six to twelve or something like that. And then I would six six to like eleven, and then I drive back, and then they and Motor World opened at twelve. And I'd work there, and I remember thinking, I'm working so hard. <laughs> and like I, and I basically I stock shelves at Sears very poorly, <laughs> and uh, I just do I do the amount that I needed to do. No wonder they closed down. And then go to go to Action Park and work, and like it was hot and stuff, and to wear these big red jumpsuits and stuff, but it was not hard. It was more fun than anything. Fun. Were you complaining like it was hard when it was fun, Miles? Oh yeah, we'd be like, oh, I got <laughs> to go over here. Oh. I do the and same. Did you like, like to complain? And but then, but then we'd we'd go out and be out, and then there'd be like, can I go to finish side? Because it was like the, the you know the person who was hungover would go into finish side. There was no shade on that side, but it, you could have a, you could go further away. <laughs> <laughs> And you had to like be engaged on the other side because you had to be like looking at watching the light 
uh, on the on the start side. And uh, so you would just be out there and you're just like, you're like, and some days it would be so hot. You'd be like, I think I'm doing, you had these radios, right? The handheld big, these big radios that we had to talk to each side. There was one in the pit and one on each side of the track. So the one, guys in the field would just be like blah, blah, telling stupid stories. And there's a repeater in the, in the Alpine Center, which was like the center for all the radios and stuff. So if you kept talking, it would kept coming up on their their scanners because it would, and they would just keep telling us, "Shut up! Would you just would you shut up?" Because it would keep stopping in the office, and they'd be listening to our stupid conversations <laughs> about whatever it was. <laughs> but that, so it was just fun stuff like that, and you know, just seeing you know, people do ridiculous stuff. So did you have a day off? after like what your, was your day off just like you were just like oh like finally a, i would have like a day off like on a, a weird day and but most of the time i didn't have a day off it was mostly just just work, working and i don't even know that working those two jobs was was did i have make more money that way i don't think so <laughs> yeah but i think colt's asking when it was a rest day were you a big rester like did you oh yeah yeah it was mostly <laughs> it was mostly like i slept all day because we probably went out that night yeah to, because the the action park crowd was like always there was always a party going on on like Saturday, and then you'd show up to work on Sunday. On over, <laughs> the Water World opened at twelve, so that was the best. That part. was good. Yeah, Water World opened at like nine or ten or something like that. Oh, that's dangerous. Yeah, it was dangerous. All the lifeguards showing up hungover. Yeah, everybody did. Yeah, yeah. super that's attentive. A, that's a bit of an issue. Yeah, I had the same thing in the summer. I work, I mean, I lifeguard around where we live, and then I work at a golf course. But the job is not hard at all. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm on my feet a fair amount, but when I'm lifeguarding, I if it's an empty beach, I'm almost sleeping the entire day, and I come home, I'm like, ah, I need to lay down, finally I, cool off from work. I envy his job so much. Yeah, she not runs me. around. I love being running around. Like being in restaurants and bartending and keeping busy, like the time went so fast. There was so much to do. There was so much stimulation. Like when I'm working, I want to work. Yeah, that's a good point. I love my job. I love work. I love like working like constantly, but it's just so nice that he gets a break every single day. No, I hear what you're saying. I, I sometimes envy the way bad. they can do nothing because I'm always feeling like there's something to do. Yes. So that'll take us to gender roles. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we might as well. It's a good transition spot. Okay. The responsibility. I think no, that right. was a good segue, maybe. It's a forceful one. Yeah. <laughs> it's a forceful segue. But... It was? No. No, we're just not. On my end. <laughs> The microphone. So now let's look at this. So then in this particular dynamic, the females or identify, identify as a she. Do you identify as a she? Yeah. All right. I'm really probably a they, but whatever. We have a, an idea that there's stuff to do. Like we got to keep doing stuff. Yeah, for the most part. And then the fellas that are here tonight, they're seemingly believing that you can work and complain about working and then you should rest as much as you can and that's a better way. Well, part of the job benefit. I mean, I know I'm being a little black and white, but let's find our middle here. Part of the job benefit is that you get to complain about it. It's, <laughs> it's a guaranteed something. It's a guaranteed problem that, oh, I have work. Like, 
it's so satisfying. So what, well, why and, is like, why is complaining satisfying? But that's not even a male thing. I think it's just it's just a way that everyone does it. Like she'll come home and she'll be like, "Oh, work was so busy." She'll text me or call me, like, "Oh, my day was crazy." And I think that's I don't know. I think it's just an easy way to like, you know, it's it's a good conversation first of all, but it's also a way to like, you know, relax and kind of tell your story, like get out some stress that you've had in the day. So I don't think I don't see it as a negative thing. I think it's just one of those like inevitabilities of having a job. Even if you like your job, there's going to be something that you get to like complain about or something you don't want to do, and yeah, that just offers a good release. I guess it all depends on how people respond to complaining. So I mean, if you're a person who hears people complaining and you want to make them feel better, maybe it doesn't work like that. I guess as a therapist, hearing people complain about their job it seems like a task. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness. Well, I guess someone's so like, oh, work was so hard today. You're like, what can you do tomorrow to make it better? <laughs> yeah, what, what, what would you say to me if I said that to you? Maybe change your shoes if your feet hurt. <laughs> Who knows? I could have said those things. But uh, I think what I don't think I noticed that complaining is something that works for a certain amount of time but if it gets too much and too long and too stuck like so if i come home complaining about the same person all the time at work and i'm like it's a little different than just like oh my gosh this crazy thing happened on the road today on the way home and this lady came in and she gave me the 50 dollars tip and this other guy was saying this weird stuff like glad it's over hi honey how are you you know that's a little different than like this fucking guy I can't believe this guy. Oh, <laughs> like he drives me crazy. Like you know, that's different. <laughs> no, you're definitely yeah. right. As soon as I, I feel like a, a repeating thing like that is more of an issue than just complaining. But I think like the minute something is like reoccurring or it happens so often, that's kind of when you have to step in and be like, "How can we stop this guy or stop this thing from happening? How do we like remedy this situation?" that's when you come in for like assistance or maybe guidance a little bit. So that's where the therapy comes into play. When somebody comes in and they're trying to tell me that it's somebody else. I mean, at this point, I think anybody who's listening, who would even listen to me talk in my living room to Cole and Faith and Miles, this is totally like we're doing this to ourselves. This isn't happening to us, right? And we all know that if you're complaining, it's about you. If you're triggered, it's about you. It's not about anybody else. How could it be? Except when it's not about me, then it's about that other person that I don't know. I mean, there is a section, there is a section of the process that all of us want to believe, if they were just different, then I wouldn't have done this. But you know, that's probably not true. Yeah. You're probably right. We're all responsible for our behavior. But back to gender roles. Gender roles. Sorry. Gender roles. <laughs> Good job. Nice segue. All right. So then, yes, tell us, how do they play out in your relationship? Um... I don't, I don't know. Well, Faith likes cooking, and I'm pretty miserable at it. So, so but I mean, that's just something that I enjoy. Like, I, yeah. I just love doing it. I don't know. If, does that technically play into gender roles? Technically? I don't know. I don't, Miles, obviously, you know, he cooks around here. I mean, he didn't know how to cook initially, but once he got knowing how to make stuff and saw these different ways to do it, it became something that you really seemed to like, right? Well, the way I yeah. see it is there's that traditional gender role of, like, you know, the hardworking man and the woman who stays home and cooks. And that's kind of like the dynamic. So that's what I think of as like that, like atomic family type thing. Mm -hmm. When I think gender roles, 
because that's kind of what has been established just through like TV shows and media and just general like yeah like books and just discourse for a while it's been that but I think it's changed to kind of have a more um free fluid kind of uh arrangement between people like on a case-by-case basis it would be kind of what works best for this person and what works best for that person mm-hmm. so I think mm-hmm. it, it's taken especially I think for us there's not really a lot of gender roles one because there's not a lot of responsibility but also because we kind of live in a time where gender roles aren't like readily enforced like no one's pushing mm-hmm. general roles. no one that's readily like, enforced that's an interesting yeah no one in their right mind is forcing people to like stay home and cook like that's just kind of if you're petitioning for that i feel like you have something else going on that you're you're having to grasp at those straws and hold on to that yeah you know our mothers our mothers uh teaching their daughters how to how to cook um my mom, I always just ask my mom to cook with her. Like, my sister doesn't like cooking. My brother doesn't like it. But I always just did because I enjoyed it. So my mom, like, always, like, encouraged all of us to cook. Like, my brother, too. But mm-hmm. I was the only one who really liked doing it. Mm-hmm. So Cole just got lucky. I like cooking. But... <laughs> Cole can do some cooking. I cook eggs like a motherfucker. He does do pretty he good eggs. He's Sorry. cooked me eggs before. Sorry. You can't say that bad word. Repeat that again. <laughs> I cook eggs very well. <laughs> he does cook eggs very well. I do have to say. He's made them before for me. But yeah, I don't feel like... I feel like for the most part, we try to like even everything out. Like sometimes he'll drive, I'll drive. I don't have an expectation that he'll drive me anywhere or everywhere. Like sometimes he pays, sometimes I pay, sometimes we split. Like... Because we're both, like, college students right now. There's no reason that, like, he mm-hmm. should be paying for everything. And I think it's just, like, we try and split everything averagely, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. How did your roles, you feel, were influenced by us? I definitely wasn't going into the relationship kind of, like, having any expectations based on, like, what I've seen with my mom and dad. Um, but I think definitely knowing how to, how to clean and how to cook and how to do dishes, like that definitely kind of informed me that like, oh, this person won't be around to do them for me forever. I have to learn how to do it. (laughs) That's more of like an independence thing. But I think knowing that kind of in my brain, like I wasn't putting any weight on faith to like, you know, have to clean the, clean my room or whatever, like whenever she comes over, like, I think I kind of approached it as more of a, like, just a relationship in my mind was just like hanging out or spending time together, like, like just being in love, generally going on dates and that kind of stuff without the, the like responsibility of a, of like a relationship or even like a marriage. I think I just kind of approached it as having a, like just having a friend around that's like your best friend and you get to hang out with mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. And I feel like it's something we, don't need to worry about now like i just it's like never really a thought in the back of my mind like oh like how are these roles gonna play out like later in life just because it's so different from what it is now that there's no reason to like think about it yeah and you get to create it as you're saying like it's such a malleable thing now you get to kind of create how it works so how the two things work best together um yeah, yeah. i think I'm, I'm also looking forward to that like uh if at some point we're living together we figure out like who cooks dinner what day or like like the responsibilities based on the other person's schedule and kind of like what works and 
compromises and maybe having to like pick up some slack on this week because this person's really busy. I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of fun in that kind of uh, making a rhythm and uh, making a uh, a plan that you just stick with and you're able to like adjust and not be stuck too hard in one way that you're kind of able to um, do every bar, every part of it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And kind of what we did. What a what? Sounds like what we did. Yeah. So yeah. maybe, maybe I'm influenced more than I think. Yeah. Cause if you, you'd be influenced by, by me if i didn't cook if i didn't do it my dad didn't do any of that stuff and then my mom had to do all the stuff and my i wouldn't get pushed into doing any of this stuff either and so are you saying i pushed our sons into doing these things <laughs> no i'm saying i didn't get pushed to off, do anything really. so i didn't do it i didn't help so right. i wasn't like you know i i you know i didn't help but I remember very early on you like telling me and Tristan every time we, or not every time, but like we would complain about doing the dishes or having to like do our laundry or do put stuff away or even like, you know, set up like cooking. And you would say like, I didn't know how to do this when I was a kid and no one taught me and I had to learn on my own. And the fact that you guys get to like, I'm trying to help you guys out for later in the later in life. And I remember thinking like, Okay, well, yeah, that, that makes sense. Uh, I guess I'll I'll dry. I'll dry the dishes. Um, <laughs> so I thought I, I in the back of my mind every time I am hearing like do the dishes or take the dog out, take the garbage out, I'm like ah, I guess I guess I know how to do it, so that helps. Like I I, I do know how to do it, so I will do it. That's fine. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> nice. All right. So any questions you have for us? Anything else that we want to touch on tonight? Do you have any questions? Not currently. I should have thought of questions. Dropped hmm. the ball on that one. Hey, did you think of questions? Maybe. I just don't want to give you them. So mm -hmm. you... Oh, oh okay. Right, well, there you go. Okay. Oh, you go. <laughs> so you know, I appreciate you guys being so open with your relationship and telling us what you're learning and to change in front of us. Like I remember saying to Kate earlier on, you know, like I'm excited that Cole has someone who loves him like that. You know, when you're a mom and you have a bunch of kids, you love them all like crazy, but you're loving them all at the same time. So sometimes they don't know how awesome they are. And when they fall in love with someone, they get to see how awesome they are and they get to be reflected for who they are. And you see them grow stronger, more confident. It's, it's awesome. And when they still want to hang out and talk to me, too, it's even better. You know, it's like, woohoo, party in my house. <laughs> but you love one child the most, right? There's one that's your absolute favorite. You can't love all of them equally. Anyways. I don't think you're, <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to. I think so, somebody always has a favorite. There's got to be a favorite. I'm not crazy. My parents have favorites. Teachers have favorites. You know, my, I think they do have favorites, and I think it's where you get comfortable in the relationship. But honestly, each one of them have different times that I've had with them where they were exactly who I knew. I was just going to gonna say, like, like there's that. different times when you're in different moments when when you're more more uh, attracted or, or for lack of a better thing, to, to them, or you're more... You see your reflection more. You can connect more. more. You're more like close. 
and then not as close, and then you know it fluctuates. It fluctuates. I can this see is that because Cole's your favorite. Duh. <laughs> Tristan, don't listen to this. <laughs> Tristan, come on, it's all right. <laughs> so uh, now. I wish we had a picture of Daddy's face just now. Because <laughs> I was thinking of something else, and then you know, I realized that you, you asked me a question. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "So, well, you, you, and Cole have always been at the words that my friends used to say, like simpatico. Like you kind of got each other. Like you understood at a certain level. Like you were connecting to each other in a certain way that." You just related, and I think that has happened with me with my, with your brother John at certain points of our life. It's happened with me with Joey too. When you boys were little, and Joey was my like side, my like right guy, like he was by my side. Like he was he the got, muscle. He, he was the muscle. <laughs> I've been in a bed for eight weeks waiting. Like my muscles were not, you know, the muscles they were before it. You know what I mean? And then Tristan, Tristan, and I also connect like that. We have that kind of relationship sometimes too. So. I think it's just what's being reflected in you that your persons and your family are helping develop. That's the whole thing. Like, I I sense that families come together to kind of, you know, grow each other up, you know, alchemize each other a little bit, like learn together. Like you sitting there today with Faith and Daddy seeing the reflection of you, like he started talking about being your age and what he was doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you bring him to those parts. Right. And I try to steer you away from the, the parts that the cigarettes <laughs> from the that I went you shouldn't go. <laughs> You're like a lookout. You're like yeah. the scout that went ahead of them. <laughs> yeah. Like guys, I just went there. Not great. <laughs> Not the way to do it. Nice. Well, thank you guys. Appreciate this. This was wonderful. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. We'll thanks for the later. very engaging questions. They were good questions. Yeah, thank you all. So then we'll close up with a couple of deep breaths. Oh. <sighs> Just thank you for this moment and thank you for the authenticity and transparency in the family. And just anyone we talked about, especially Tristan, we release all their energy back to him, fully healed in present time. We take all of our energy back to us. And just feel your own presence, feel yourself right there. Know that we love you and we appreciate you. And I hope you guys enjoyed the listen. Peace. Hi, this is Madeline again. If you're interested in learning more about co-creation and building a new foundation, check out the website, gwtestfamily.com and get involved. Join us in growing this frequency of more peace and harmony and possibility. Turning in all the directions calling above and below to the space inside me that longs to glow. I call for the wisdom of my teachers and my elders and the wisest part of me. What is it that's gonna set us free? How can we find harmony in this family? Please teach me, show me the way. I know, the way will open. Where is it? Where's the vibe? Rhythm in the middle. 
Stay centered. Stay true. Do what you're here to do. And that's what'll save your soul. Rhythm in the 